Hello, and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 493. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today is Kevin Rakestraw. Hey, Kevin. Hello. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about When Evil Lurks. This is available now on Shudder. You know, uh, Halloween might be over, but we're still we're still cracking away at, at, hey, these, at these horror movies. Not in this household. Exactly. It's a it's a year round thing. Yep. Spooks. Spooks Just, always on the weekend. It's always spooky season. Always spooky time. Uh, we're also going to go over uh, some of what we've been watching on the watch list and this week's new releases in theaters, VOD, and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you have a moment, consider uh, reviewing us on iTunes. That'd be great. Uh, no, no major news to talk about at the top of the show. News day by the 90s. We, we have a, a topic, we have a theme, and we have a date that we're going to be recording it. But um, yeah, just stay, stay tuned for uh, more information on that. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our review. When Evil Lurks. Uh, this is written and directed by Damien Rugna. I have a, a synopsis here. In a remote village, two brothers find a demon-infected man just about to give birth to evil itself. They decide to get rid of the man, but merely succeed in spreading the chaos. And boy, howdy, do they succeed in spreading the chaos. Uh, Kevin, we'll start with you. What are your initial impressions of when evil lurks? This was uh, this was quite the surprise, you know. You know, we always talk about anticipated movies, and we always mention how there's a bunch of stuff that we've never heard of that'll, you know, come into our into our viewing history throughout the year. And I think this is close to being one of them. I was pleasantly surprised with this, and I got to say, I think the thing that strikes me the most about this movie, or the thing that I like the most is and it, this could be a cultural thing but just the way in which this is presented like the, there's so much like backstory it, it, like, oh yeah all the characters just like they know exactly what's going on and there's you know there's rules and regulations to this shit and they're just and you're just like finding it out piece by piece you're just kind of thrown in the deep end and man that just really that got me hooked right from the beginning and just kept me intrigued throughout I, the I way think, that they handled that yeah i mean that's that's was going to be one of the number one things that i mentioned as well i think that that's one of the biggest highlights of this movie is that this takes place in a very well established world that there's no exposition dumps there's no like title cards at the beginning that give us all the backstory or anything like that we're just kind of thrown into it and the thing that i like is that it doesn't take place in a big city where there's like you know, news reports coming on about outbreaks or whatever, you know, it is, it's in this like, like remote village area. So it's like how they deal with this situation where like the world has gone evil. There's this, this, uh, plague of, uh, demonic possession that's just happening and they're familiar with it. They're living with it but it's all new to us. And I think that that's kind of one of the most fascinating things about it. And, and it's a, a thing that like when it, when you first start to realize like, Oh, okay. So they, they know way more than we do about this world. Uh, I think that that's when things get 
really interesting and it happens fairly early on too yeah and i also love that you have that realization right of like oh these guys know way more than we we know like they're they're well versed in this but then later on in the movie they meet people that know even Even more more. and it and it makes them look like they know and you're just like oh they know like a little bit more than i do i also love that even even though you know, we learn a ton as the movie progresses. There's still a lot of stuff that we don't know by the end, like how how things got to this point and like what there's like a lot of tools, like there's these cleaners and they have like various tools that they use. And it's like we never really got to see how that all works. So there's like th- there's still more that's like kind of left uh for interpretation or like speculation as to how things go in this world. And I thought that that was all great. I mean, world building, you know, we talk about world building a lot on this, on this show and it's, it seems to be a pretty big factor in movies like this. And I think that they did such a good job and that's on top of presenting maybe no, I I will say for sure the most shocking horror movie I've seen this year uh, some of the, th- there were genuinely, there were a couple of scenes in this movie that, that my jaw was like on the floor. Like I was, it takes a lot, you know, I watch a lot of horror movies. So for me to have like, uh, uh any kind of like physical reaction to a movie, it takes a lot. And this movie just absolutely floored me <laughs> for a couple scenes. It is genuinely shocking. I do. I do want to ask, because I was curious, you know, because you, you texted me a couple of times, like when you were watching this movie, right? You texted me one thing where you're like, oh shit, this movie is wild. And then you texted me not shortly after that, where you're like, oh shit, it's even more wild. And I thought, don't look up anything, just go into it completely blind, which I did. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look at anything. I didn't even know it was Argentinian, to be honest with you. Until, you know, the first, like, 18 fucking credits in the beginning of the movie. But I'm curious as to what the first two things were that uh, weren't it the was, text. Because I have, I have, I, wait, before you answer, because I just thought, I want to okay. guess. Okay. Let me guess. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm trying to think what the first thing would have been. Because I'm thinking the second thing is the dog and the kid. Yes. That that is that was the second thing. That was the second thing. The first thing was the like just after the goat. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Thought so. Because see, I went into this cold too, so I didn't see any trailers or anything. I knew that it had a lot of hype around it. I think that it screened at like Fantastic Fest or maybe Fantasia, like one of those, and a lot of people were kind of buzzing about it, and that's that's what initially put it on my radar, um, but. I, yeah, I went into it completely cold, didn't, didn't really know anything about it. So, uh, and that's how I recommend doing it. Like there's a couple scenes in this movie that I just thought were insane, just absolutely insane. Yeah, there's, there's definitely, there's definitely a couple of, uh, a couple of scenes that I was not prepared for. They, they went a way in which I didn't think they were going to go. Nah, this, this, uh, this movie goes hard. This, this movie, like, it is pretty brutal. 
what happens in this movie and props to like all of the makeup and effects teams like all the like gore and bodily functions and stuff that they're going on here some of the stuff is gross as shit yeah i mean it it is pretty freaking like when they when they first like the synopsis says where they find the, the the guy uh who's in who's infected with the demon uh <laughs> that guy man he is he is in rough shape when they find him and it is disgusting when they're trying to move him and mm-hmm. oh my god yeah uh yeah, yeah so just i found this movie to be very refreshing when it comes to the possession film uh they they went into they went in like a, a, a definitely a different direction than your traditional possession movie and I appreciated that, you know, coming off of uh, Exorcist Believer, which I'll talk about in a little bit, like this was just such a breath of fresh air compared to to that train wreck. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all about this movie. This is probably going to be my number one horror movie of the year. I would, as of right now, it definitely is. I will say something though, and I'm just mentioning this. Like, I, I really didn't care. I just thought I, I found it interesting. I see what you think because as much as the like the effects work does look great like some of the the body work is disgusting some of the violence is absolutely disgusting looks very real but all of that and then on the opposite side of the coin is like whenever they were like driving in the car oh yeah it's just like what the fuck that was weird (laughs) yeah like, I, 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 I did notice that <laughs> I did notice that it was a that's a little it was a little bizarre I'm not sure what what was going on there yeah like I didn't really I didn't necessarily care it's not like it, it did anything for me yeah you know, it like didn't detract anything. it it just I just found it interesting because I was just like what's what's happening why can't we just drive in a car I just so I I didn't realize it until just now that the, this is the same director that did terrified which uh, was one of the more recent, like genuinely scary movies that I've seen. So this guy's, this guy definitely uh, knows, knows his stuff when it comes to horror. If you haven't seen terrified Kevin, I think that you will like that one quite a bit. This This looks fucked up. Yeah. It's really good. I think that's on shutter too. That's where I saw you are, it. You are correct. <clears throat> yeah, definitely recommend Terrified because it is. Oh my god, it is intense too. Yeah, so when evil lurks, definitely recommend this one. Had a great time with it. Uh, it's truly disturbing. There's there's a few moments that you know. It's not like it. It's it's one of those movies where it's not like constant there's not like constant jump scares or anything like that it's like little spurts you know there's there's long periods of time where it's like the main characters just trying to get the hell out of you know the village or wherever they are trying to get away from the demon Mm -hmm. and then there's like these just little bursts of like ultra violence or horror and so it's so it's definitely not like wall to wall um, no scares or anything like that no but i i think that's honestly the the reason i liked it so much is because there was so much of that intrigue same here so much of like the world building type 
just like you know slowly giving you information and giving you a little bit more of the lore and and i like you know i, I just like the setup um where it's almost it almost feels like a road trip movie of sorts where they're they're trying to just get out of there and they're they're encountering these like little set pieces and stuff as as they go and uh oh yeah i just remembered the the part with all the kids too man <laughs> brutal God. Yeah, fucking, fuck those kids, man. God, this so. Uh, lots of surprises in this too. I I highly recommend this this movie. It's if you're if you're looking for a good, good solid horror movie, check out When Evil Lurks. Let's go yeah. ahead and let's give it a score. Uh, I'm I'm pretty high on this one. I'm at like an eight. I'm like an okay. eight. Man. That's emphatic. I think I think I'm like a seven and a half. I mean, I might time will tell, but I might get to an eight. To I be honest with I you. feel like I want to rewatch this too, and that, that's not something that I, I've said about too many movies this year. But wow. I'm I'm anxious to give this a rewatch too. Whoa! All right, again, that's on Shutter. So check check it out there. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of what we've been watching. I think it's your turn this week, Kevin. We'll, we'll go with oh, you. Oh, man. It's me. Uh, I got a couple here. First one's going to be Manhattan Baby from 1982. It's a Fulci movie. And I haven't and seen this one. Yeah. That, I don't, it's not as popular as some of his other ones. And uh, I'll tell you why in a minute. This is on Shudder. Also on Tubi as well. This is not that good. Mm. There's a... An archaeologist and his wife and their daughter, they're in Egypt. He's doing his archaeology stuff. His wife is doing photographs and whatnot. He finds this, like, cursed tomb, and he decides to fucking go down there, even though people keep telling him, don't do it. And he does it anyways. He gets shot. This this thing on the wall. He finds a secret place thing on the wall, shoots blue lasers at him. Now he's blind. Oh. Now he's back in Manhattan. Okay? Hence the title. Blind. He, he don't know what the fuck's going on. And now all this weird shit's happening, right? Because when he was, when they were in Egypt, his daughter was visited by this mysterious later. Gave him gave her like a, a trinket medallion type thing. Well, that's fucking cursed. And now all sorts of strange shit's happening. Mm. And people just start disappearing. Well, you know where they go? Well, they end up in Egypt, just in the desert. There's some sort of portal. Okay? More blue lasers. It's a lot of blue lasers, really. There's not much else. Uh, and that's it. It's kind of boring. Mm. The blue lasers are funny. One guy does get attacked by uh, stuffed birds that come to life, tear his face off. And that's about it. Everything else is kind of boring. All right. Kind well, of a, yeah, it's a bummer. That's Manhattan, baby. Speaking of bummer and letdown, uh, as I mentioned, I saw Exorcist Believer. This is directed by David Gordon Green. Uh, as you might expect, this was not good. Uh, I I really wanted to like this. I remember when I when I saw the first trailer. I don't I can't remember if it was like a teaser or what, but I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. It looks kind of interesting. But no, nope, not 
not it's 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 a nothing of a movie like it's it's a movie that probably just it just shouldn't have existed at all it it adds nothing to the franchise you know they tried to do something kind of different with this like uh just like team of exorcists where it's like all different religions and stuff trying to do a, a double exorcism on these two young girls who are like they're like possessed by the same demon so like their their like heartbeats are in sync and the demon can control both of them at once and all of this stuff and the 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 demon forces them to like make really tough decisions but it's like there's just nothing there's just nothing here like may, maybe the premise was okay but the the overall package is just like it's so fleeting like there's there, it wasn't scary it the 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 jump scares were just lazy and i mean it, it's not even anywhere close to the original or even uh the exorcist 3 which was you know fan, that was fantastic uh, as as sort of a standalone thing but yeah it's bad avoid 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 mm-hmm. you know what i saw a movie recently going to tell you about it that i thought was I did not have high expectations, and that was a haunting in Venice, the new Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I started. I actually started watching this, but I didn't finish it. Man, there's a couple of things about this that I want to talk about, and then I forgot to talk about with Manhattan Baby, which a with Manhattan Baby, it's a Fulci movie, right from the '80s. He doesn't have a huge budget, budget, right? He's making his little fun films. Or whatever but there's still like this that you don't really see anymore whereas like that movie takes place partly in egypt and there's these big grandiose scenes and shit just incredible utilizing the landscape and then bam it's back in manhattan like you just don't really see that anymore like multiple locations and that kind of thing which and this is something else that i've talked about is you don't really see a lot of movies taking place in venice anymore like he used to back in the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and even the 50s. Well, here you go. This one in Venice. God, I hope so. It's in the title. And I don't know. I'm a sucker for Venice. Like if a movie's in place in Venice and it's a whodunit, count me in. Like I need to know who done it. And I fucking love the location. And and I actually thought like the filmmaking was quite surprising. I was actually like interested like with the technique and just everything that was happening visually, but also just it's just a well written whodunit. It's just a good time. Yeah, murder mystery. So far, like I said, I'm only about halfway through this. I just started this last night, actually. Um, it looks gorgeous. Like the his mm-hmm. other two movies looked gorgeous too, like Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. Like both of those movies looked incredible, like visually as far as like the set designs and production and, and costuming and all of that stuff. Um, but, but this one is definitely, I'm more into this one than the other two by far, just by virtue of the location and the fact that it's more horror themed than the other two. And I think that he did, I think he does a good job of like, accentuating the horror by using like 
different uh i don't know if he, it's like fisheye that he's using but he, he uses a lot of he's employing he's, employing he's some different yeah lots of cool camera techniques and stuff to make things feel paranoid like for lack oh, of a better yeah, term we got, we got all sorts of fucking angles we got cameras flipping upside down yeah. it, it's pretty yeah. cool i like that yeah it, it was fun i i thoroughly enjoyed this and i was not really expecting to Cool. Uh, that's a haunting in Venice. That's on uh, Hulu. You can check that out on Hulu. Hulu. Uh, let's see. I saw Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't have much to say about it. I was not. I, I was never a fan of the games. The games were like, just. I think we're we're just too old. We just too old for the games. Uh, so so they weren't really anything that appealed to me. Um. But I, I am familiar with the games. I'm familiar with the the very deep lore that the games have with them. Um, so I was kind of interested to see how that would translate into a movie. And it, they don't do anything cool with the lore. Like, the lore in Five Nights at Freddy's is... Uh, that's the reason that people... Well, one of the main reasons that people play. Like, the games themselves are are very rudimentary it's the kind of analog horror aspects of it that i think are appealing to people in you know looking for all the little easter eggs and the clues and trying to piece together the backstory and all of that stuff but like all of that was stripped away in the movie in lieu of just a really basic kind of teen friendly horror movie uh it's not scary at all. One thing that I will compliment them on is the animatronics that they created for this. Um, they didn't do CG. They actually created animatronics and they were great. Like they looked great the way that they moved and the, the like articulation and the detail looked awesome. Um, but that's really where the, the, the compliments kind of end for me, uh, I didn't like the the score was weird. I didn't like the music at all. Um, Josh Hutcherson is is fine. I like him. Like I'm I'm rooting for him to get some good roles, but I feel like they're just not coming for him. He 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 always seems to be in these like really kind of mid mid grade movies that don't do very well. Uh, but yeah, that's that's uh that's pretty much all. I, oh, shout outs to Matthew Lillard in this as well. Matthew Lillard showing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have to say. Five Nights at Freddy's is kind of garbage. It's on Peacock if you want to check it out. Why? But you just say it's on Peacock if you want to check it out. (laughs) Just imagining, you know, the 14 people that are listening. Just like, Peacock. I got Peacock. I knew there was a reason I had that subscription. The fuck? I signed up for Peacock. Fuck out of here. Uh, this movie is the next movie I watched is on Criterion, Tubi, HBO Max, everywhere. Canopy, Freevee. You ever hear of Freevee? I have heard of Freevee. I've never actually watched anything on it, but I've heard of it. It's on Shout Plex. All of them. It's everywhere. It's fucking on everything. I wonder if I I want. I wonder if it's like uh, what you call it, public domain or something. No, 
I wouldn't expect it to be when I tell you that what the movie is, and that's Smithereens from 1982, Susan Seidelman movie. Huh. Yeah. I wouldn't think that that's... No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think so. That just came out on Criterion. I have the Criterion for this. Yeah, well, I just watched it. I just checked it out. What'd you think? And I fucking loved it. Yeah, me too. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love, you know, I'm stuck for these types of films, just that kind of wandering aimlessness. There's just enough of a plot here. It's an interesting plot in that, like, you know what's going to happen at every turn, and you're just kind of hoping that it doesn't. You're just like, ah, come on. Like, that's not going to happen. And then it does. And you're like, God damn it. Should have known it. But you're just kind of like rooting throughout the movie of like, no, the bad thing's not going to happen. A good thing's going to happen. But the good thing does not happen, really. Some small things here and there. But just overall, just the aesthetic of it. I mean, it's New York City in the 80s. The punk rock scene. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the music is incredible. All the acting's great. Characters are great. It just has that wonderful, just aimlessness, just day-to-day small shit going on. Just absolutely loved it. Yeah, if you haven't seen Smithereens, I, I highly recommend it. It's definitely one of those awesome, like, East Village, fucking New York loft-type movies that just scream New York art house grime. I just, I love it. It's It's... Any movie that has that aesthetic, I'm all, I'm kind of instantly into. And that that feely song that they use throughout. Oh yeah, and it just works so fucking perfectly. Hell yeah, Smithereens, man, check that out on get it any platform. Freebie, I just named like nine that you can watch it on. Yeah, fucking and no, and man. and Freebie is free, so they're all go. free. Yeah, two is free. Yeah. So many free. But this is another thing that I found out, because this is also on Criterion, I think. Or no, it's on Amazon Prime. Another Susan uh, Seidelman movie that I have to check out, and that's She-Devil. Oh, the Roseanne. With Roseanne, yeah. with Roseanne Barr and Meryl Streep. Yeah. What? I saw that, I like, ages ago. I have to see this. I need it. Cool, that's uh, Smithereens. Check it out. I saw Suitable Flesh. This is by oh, Joe yes, Lynch. Yes. Tell me about this, please. So this is a, it's a Lovecraft adaptation. Didn't know that going into it. And it is, it's presented like, it reminds me a lot of like a nineties erotic thriller. And that's a good thing to me. Uh, It it has like this really great kind of saxophone score to it. And there's like soft lighting (laughs) that's used and, there's a bunch of like split diopter shots. So it's, it's got this kind of, you know, um, almost a De Palma esque look to it really into, into the style of this one. Um, what the, what you have here is it's, it's sort of like a, there's like an eldritch, uh, demon sort of that possesses this person. And, they are able to pass through to like other people. So it can like go out of, uh, out of one host's body and into another one. And, uh, 
the the film stars Heather Graham as a, a psychiatrist who her patient or this 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 person comes in looking for help and it turns out that this person is is the host of this like demon and uh it the demon ends up going into her and it's just about like them trying to stop this uh this horrible uh this horrible eldritch demon from carrying out its its evil plan uh it's pretty solid i i i would recommend it it's very gory uh i like like joe lynch's stuff uh i liked mayhem a lot which was i think maybe his last movie uh i I really liked mayhem i thought that was really fun um but like everly and knights of bad aston i was not a fan of um so i guess he's a little bit hit or miss for me but yeah suitable flesh i would give it a light recommend I think that this is a shutter film, but it's not on shutter yet. It's just on VOD. So I'm sure that it's going to pop up on shutter before too long, but I guess, I guess for now they wanted to, uh, have it on VOD first. And then maybe, maybe because like their, their, uh, their Halloween lineup was just absolutely stacked on shutter. Like it was, it was crazy. The releases, so maybe maybe that's why but yeah i would say you could probably wait for for a shutter to drop it and then and then check it out but yeah pretty solid suitable flesh all right let's take a look at what we have in theaters this week uh the big one is the marvels which is the new marvel movie for real yep uh, I actually don't think anybody cares about this. It does seem like uh, Marvel is really. Oh, they're hurting. Yeah, they gotta they, be right. Yeah, they they fell off big time, and they like their movies are just not making what they expect anymore. Like people are just tired, man. It, it it's just it was it's too much. There was too much Marvel going on, and I feel like. You know, at the beginning, they were they were taking risks. They were just it was something fresh. It was something new, and now it's just it's all it's a formula, and mm-hmm. there's just nothing. Like they're all just so boring now. And I know we've talked about this multiple times on this show, but at any rate, I don't think I'll be seeing the Marvels in the theater. At least I might watch it when it hits Disney Plus or whatever, but not not interested in it um yeah so that's that's the the big release there's a few smaller releases coming out i don't know if they're getting like a, a wide release or not walden is one of them with uh, emile hirsch got something called your lucky day um and it looks like oh there's a there's a movie called it's a wonderful knife coming out Ooh, it's a wonderful knife yeah, it's a little Christmas horror, I think. Yeah, but I'm kind of interested on in the knife. Like, is it a cool knife? or? It looks like a kitchen... I mean, in the poster, it's a kitchen knife, but it's wrapped in Christmas lights. Oh, on the po- the poster that I'm looking at, it's not a kitchen knife at all. It looks like some sort of artifact. Oh, really? 
Uh, yeah, interesting. Got, yeah, it's. I mean, it is. I don't know if I would necessarily say wonderful, but I mean, it's interesting. Hmm. It's an interesting. It's like a dagger. Okay. Yeah. The one. The poster I'm looking at is just a kitchen knife. <laughs> I think. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like there's two. There's a a 2014 short film, and then it looks like there's a 2023 90-minute feature. Oh, is the it, okay. So is the new one the one with the artifact, or vice versa? The new one's the one with the artifact. Oh, uh, okay. So, so the site that I'm looking at is usually you got Justin. You got Justin Long in there. Oh, okay. Joel McHale. Did you see the or the trailer for the John Woo movie? Uh, the the Silent Night movie. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yes. excited for that. Yeah. It looks so over the top. I'm I'm actually really excited for that. Anyway, uh that's pretty much it for theaters. Let's see what's coming out on VOD this week. Starting with November 7th, we have Lion Girl. We got Ghosts of the Void, Under the Boardwalk, which is a looks like an animated movie. Uh Polaris Love Virtually Open Foe Still a Black Star Uh Where the Devil Roams that's one I was interested in Where the Devil Roams Um Then on November 9th we have BTS yet to come in cinemas <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure, sure about that. I'm not sure about that, but that the title, the title rather. Uh, November 10th, we have the Dirty South. We got oh. Showdown at the at the Grand, the other Zoe. We got Kane, Rumble in the Dark. No, sorry, Rumble through the Dark. Rumble through the Dark. I kind of like Rumble in the Dark better. No, this is they're getting through it. I, li- no, I like the idea. Of, I, I like the idea of just fighting in the dark. Like that's a that's yeah. an idea right there. You know, there's like chess boxing and like different types of uh, like fighting sports, slap fighting, mm-hmm. etc. Let's do dark yeah. fighting where it's a pitch. Well, it's a pitch black room. The viewers, the it. viewers get night vision so they can see. And the fighters have to just fight in, in pitch black darkness. Incredible. So they're just like you know flailing. They're they're struggling to see. They're trying to find the grapples. I, that's a great. That's yeah. a million dollar idea right there. Well, this one is. I don't know if it is that. It might be, but it's Aaron Eckhart as a former bare knuckle fighter in the Mississippi Delta. Mm. Oh shit! He's got to win one last fight to pay off his debt to the local mob boss to save his childhood home. Uh, I mean my my thing sounds better. Uh. Okay, we also have share? Question mark. What? Share? 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 Really? Yeah. With a question mark. Share? Get out of here. A man struggles to survive after awakening alone, trapped in a society connected only by a primitive computer network, where the ability to entertain is the only currency. Okay. Grappling with a flickering, faulty memory of his life before, the film's nameless protagonist discovers his unseen audience seems to reward his moments of humiliation and pain. 
oh, that's probably like a comment on like a culture thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You think like a content thing? Probably. Yeah. Do you I, mean, think? I mean, yeah, like maybe 10 years too soon, but yeah. Ah, oh, man. I wonder if it's pointed. Do you think it's pointed? I would venture a guess to say that it is pointed. Yes. Okay. Blu-ray this week, starting with November 7th. Got Fargo coming out in 4K. Same with Witness and American Graffiti and Scrooged and Trading Places and the Guns of Navarone. Uh, Blackhawk Down. Surviving the Game is coming out. Not in 4K, though. Just a regular Blu-ray oh. release for, for Surviving the Game. Not good enough uh, for, uh, for 4K yet. A quick question now, going back to the Witness thing. Did we go to school with the kid that was in this movie? No, we went to school with the kid who was in the the tim allen kirstie alley comedy about the amish oh yeah what (laughs) yeah i can't remember the name of the movie but i just remember it was tim allen and kirstie alley tim allen amish comedy what do we got for richer or poor that's the one brian spicer is he on imdb probably not i think he was an i think he i think he was an extra yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, too. Uh, let's see. We have Violent Night coming out in 4K. Gran Turismo. Uh, yes. Duck Soup is getting a new release from 1933. Um, the, the bunch of other Marx Brothers comedies are coming out, also including Animal Crackers, Horse Feathers, Monkey Business, uh, The Coconuts. Scarface coming out in 4K. Looks like there's a, a Clerks box set that's coming out. Clerks 1 through 3. Mm. It Lives Inside from earlier this year. The Gamblers from 1970. Uh, <clears throat> Lion Girl, Casino, War Horse 1. Yeah, that's pretty much War it. War Horse 2? <laughs> War Horse 1 is the name of it. I don't think that it's related to the movie, the the Spielberg movie War Horse. But I like that's a presumptuous thing, right? To be like, this is War Horse One. They might have been trying to bank off of that, but it's completely unrelated. Man, nothing's coming up when I type in War Horse One. It's uh O N E War Horse second word one. Oh, there it is. Johnny Strong. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Strong. Oh, man. Gun down Navy SEAL, Master Chief. I just got a guided child to safety through a gauntlet of hostile Taliban insurgents. Classic. Just your classic War Horse story. Classic War Horse 1. What about Criterions this week? Oh, we got one, and that's a box set. Okay, the most bang for your buck i guess i don't know their box sets are kind of expensive but it's jackie chan you get six movies on here buddy emergence of a superstar oh so these are the early these are the early 70s late 70s early 80s yeah spiritual kung fu half a loaf of kung fu fearless one and two half a loaf of kung fu hell yeah young master my lucky stars so this is probably this is like pre-drunken master. This is early, early. This is the emergence of a superstar. Yeah, I actually this never saw, like, I never saw any of these. So 
I don't me I don't, either. Yeah. I, I honestly haven't seen a ton of Jackie Chan stuff, especially like the older stuff. Same here. Like police story. Yes. Well, now you can rectify that, buddy. I can, but I'm probably not, to be honest yeah. with you. Like, I just have so much other stuff going on in my life that old old Jackie Chan doesn't really fit in it right now. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcastfilmpulse.net. If you could take a minute to review us on iTunes, that'd be great. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week. 